What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, February 16th, 2021, a Widow Wednesday. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the rogue one at Gary Witta. Good morning. How are you? I am excellent. How are you? You, you, well, you seem you seem lost in thought this morning, Gary. You, you came in, you've been you've been puttering around over there. What's going on? I'm a very pensive individual, Greg. I'm always I'm always walking around in a cloud of my own thoughts. You sure. Know? Sure. You gave you know, me being miles away gave us one of our greatest ever viral moments. I'm not remember. saying we need to take away the moment of uh, being miles yeah, away. You would, I'm just you saying, would, yeah, you would, you would I just, I worry about your about me. I just worry about your mental health a little bit there. You know what I mean? I want to make sure you're okay. Are you okay? Can I do anything for you, Gary? No, I'm all good. I'm all good. I'm all good. I know. Okay. I know that I have this kind of resting douche face or whatever you want to call it. Where like, sure, sure. I see it in the time in like YouTube and in the Twitch <laughs> yeah. comments. Oh, yeah. Gary looks sulky. Gary looks bored. Gary looks like he's not engaged. And that is mostly true most of the time. I am either sulky or bored or not, not engaged. engaged. Yeah, yeah. But for the but but oftentimes it's just how my face looks. You know, I I can be interested. I can care. I've it talked might about not it before. Look like I do. But there's here's the here's where you know gary wood and greg miller differentiate you know what i mean i remember when i started hosting up at noon and obviously it was the first like on-camera hosting thing that i did full time and it was that thing that people started saying in interviews that when i'm listening to somebody oh greg looks fucking pissed greg isn't happy whatever. yeah and i had to train myself that when you are on camera and you listen you smile otherwise people right. think you're in that yeah what i but there's the differentiate right i decided to be a good trained monkey you, Gary Wittes, said, no, I'm a man, and I refuse to bow and kowtow to these YouTube comments. I refuse to do it. about Tell doing him. animal talking is, is, is that no one could see my real face. I was a little You could be naked. Nobody character. knew. Yeah, my animal yeah. crossing character was always smiling, exactly, even when exactly. I wasn't. Yeah, uh, yeah. My actual face is not as, as good, but, you know, it's what you, you get. What you no, your face. face is great, Gary. You're a very good-looking man. I like you quite a bit. Don't, don't, don't do that, all right? You've been well. I want to see. Here's the thing. I think it was our post-show on our last Widow Wednesday on a Tuesday where I was like, for real, like a dragon, how long are you going to play this game? So I yeah. tweet, you're in the end game. You're over there, over there, trying to figure out how to beat it. You're grinding. I actually finished it last night. If you're up to date on my tweets, Greg, you'd know that I finished I turned the off the alerts. Night. I'm sorry. I got so many Twitter. <laughs> uh, Book of Eli's on HBO now or whatever. I'm like, I got it. I man. know. Hey, yeah, that's right. Book of Eli on HBO Max. Go check it out. Um... Yeah, I, 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 so I was playing it last night and I decided to, I hadn't streamed most of the game, but I, I, I was enjoying the game so much that I wanted to kind of share it with uh, my, uh, my audience over sure. there at twitch.tv slash Gary Witter. And uh, I streamed basically, I think probably like the last fifth of the game, basically just the end game and, and the, final, um, the, the final kind of dungeon, you know, confrontation, sure. whatever. And I thought I was going to have to grind for a lot longer, but one of the, one of the way, reasons that I like playing games sometimes on stream with my chat is there's often people in there uh who know more about the game than i do a lot of people who already of completed like a dragon were in the chat with me and i was grinding around going you know this i'm kind of scared of the final bosses like i might have to grind a bit more but i showed the chat like my stats and they were like oh no you like you, you if anything you're over leveled you can you can go nice. right now i was planning just to grind but my chat talked me into doing the final battle last night and i did it and they were right i was overpowered for it i won the game uh, fairly easily um, and had just had a fantastic time with it. I'm still going to do this. There's still like hours and hours of post-game stuff to do, which I'm going to enjoy doing. I'll, I'll just take one last opportunity to say uh, to whoever's listening, if you've not played uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon, uh, go get it. It's on Xbox uh, Series X right now. The PlayStation 5 uh, enhanced version, I believe, is coming 
uh, next month. Mm. One of the, I, and no exaggeration to Stan, I feel very strongly about this. One of the best games I've ever played. Ichiban Castigar, wow. one of the greatest video game protagonists of all time. Just a wonderful game. And I can't wait to go back and play the other Yakuza games now. I'm, I'm, wow. a, I'm a Yakuza convert. I am blown away and I'm excited for you, Gary, and that's great. I'm also excited to get your take on the Nintendo Direct, Rainbow Six Quarantine Confusion, and the new Xbox headset because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show at patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames where you can give us your questions, your comments, your concerns, and so much more under that daily video game sun. Then you can turn up live. You can watch us record it live, 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 twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. If you're watching live on twitch.tv slash of funny games you have a special job go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames roosterteeth.com and listening on podcast services around the globe each and every weekday housekeeping for you over the weekend on sunday we posted the reaction me and tim gettys watching live uh, of the snyder cut for justice league you can go catch it youtube.com slash kind of funny uh see what we think of dark side granny goodness and all the rest uh we live in a society uh beyond that tomorrow uh there is another fcf draft for the fan control football league of course we own a team called the wild aces you can come draft the real live players that play in the real life game on saturday you can come draft with us tomorrow twitch.tv slash kind of funny games 5 30 p.m pacific time I watched, some, I watched some of that opening game over the weekend i watched it on, uh, on it was interesting you know yeah. I, I, anytime someone's trying to do something a bit different i get it it's i mean it's a cool concept and, yeah. I, and you won your first game right congratulations we sure did yeah that's right glacier boys in the dirt where they belong you know what i mean now it's the beasts got to take this on you know what I mean? Money Lynch, he wants to start some stuff. All he wants to do is talk. talk. He has potty mouth, all right? He's talking potty stuff in the booth, and I won't stand for that shit, all right? Not on my watch, and we're going to make sure he knows all about it come Saturday. Uh, Saturday's game, 5 p.m. Pacific as well. We'll be streaming that at twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producers, uh, Graham of Legend, David Mintel, Trent Berry, Black Dra- Jack, Louise Aguiar, uh, a.k.a. at 8BitLouise, uh, James Davis, a.k.a. at James Davis Makes, and then Anobiologists. Today, we're brought to you by Purple Mattress, ExpressVPN, and Logitech, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. We got three items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. Tiny little, tiny little, tiny little one. Uh, number one, you're getting a Nintendo Direct tomorrow. Are you getting Breath of the Wild 2 news? Uh, the tweet from Nintendo reads, tune in February 17th at 2 p.m. Pacific for a Nintendo Direct live stream featuring roughly 50 minutes of information focused on available games like Super Smash Bros. Ultimate and games coming to the Nintendo Switch in the first half of 2021. We click over to IGN.com where Adam Bankhurst writes, as usual, Nintendo shared the news on Twitter with no further details, but this will be the first proper Nintendo Direct since September 4th, 2019. September 4th, 2019. I, I read that stat this morning. I was like, man, that is that really true? I guess they've all been like mini directs and indie Yeah, they've directs, all been right? Smash stuff and mini directs and partner showcases and uh, Nindies. They don't call them Nindies anymore. So this Tim, is, I mean, what, Tim, what do they call items. them now? They don't, they don't call them Nindies. What do they call them now? 
Indie uh, World. Indie World Showcase. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Forbes 30 under 30, aka the second best baby blues in San Francisco, aka the verified one at Tim Gettys joining us for his Nintendo expertise. How are you, Timothy? I am hyped out of my mind, Greg. Like you just said, it has been years since we've been able to eat. Last year, uh, everyone listening right now to Kind of Funny Games Daily knows I've been upset at Nintendo. Where are the games? There's nothing. There's Animal Crossing, and it's killing. Nintendo's doing well financially. Why would they put anything else out when they're doing as well as they are? I don't know. To make Tim Gettys happy, that sure. might be something. You know, maybe Not a fan the... of uh, Bowser's Fury, Tim? Oh, I very much am, you know? But that would have been really nice if it came out two years ago when all the other ports were coming out. Let it's, me tell you something. You know, I, I, love, I love Tim, and I consider myself a Nintendo fan. Let me just say this. Nintendo fans are never fucking happy. No. Ever. That's so not true. That's so <laughs> not true. I'm extremely happy with Bowser's Fury. I'm extremely happy with so much of the games that have been coming out. It's just at the end of the day, when we talk about Mario, Mario's 35th anniversary was handled poorly. I, I, can we all agree that? Yeah, well, I mean, there's that one game is only available to March, right? That's cool. I the, the the one area where I would agree with if this and if this part of the point he's making, but one if if I'm gonna bellyache as a Nintendo fan and like I, I for me my my attitude as a as a as a Nintendo fan is defined mainly by gratitude. I don't bellyache a lot by Nintendo. I'm just glad for all the amazing shit that they give us. I, if there's if there's a complaint, maybe they I guess yeah there could be even more. Life is good, but it can be better. Yes, I I get that. And I do think if there's a specific complaint, I do think that Nintendo has relied a little bit too much on the Switch generation with things like the Super Mario World, um, uh, uh, sorry, uh, the 3D World um, remake and like just, just kind of rehashing old titles like rather than giving us something new. That's the only criticism I can... I, I feel like if you, are a, if you are a Nintendo fan and you have a Nintendo Switch and you're belly aching... I, I don't know what to tell you because I feel like the scene is – there are games. There's, there's games. There's, there's a lot. For, there, there's a lot that I'd be able to tell you, though, Gary, because here's the situation <laughs> with all of this. It's like as a as a hardcore Nintendo fan, I won't take from anybody that I'm being too negative about this or that I'm you know at all being a Debbie Downer. The fact of the matter is I've been a Nintendo fan my entire life, and I understand what that means. I understand what it meant for the N64. I understood what it meant for the GameCube. It means you're going to get some extremely quality titles, but they're not – that's pretty much it. There's not going to be a lot uh, month to month. It is going to be a couple events every year, and that's all that you're going to get. So I have an understanding of that, right? And I know I also have the PlayStation. I have the Xbox. I know that I can play games in other places, but I love Nintendo games, and I love that everything that they've given us. When the Wii came out, that changed everything even more, where there was all of a sudden a huge quantity of titles, but the quality started getting a little even more slimmer and slimmer and focused in a different way to a different audience. Then the Wii U happened. I don't even need to tell you about that. I had to survive an entire generation of very little support, period. Support divided across the 3DS and the Wii U. And then now the Switch comes out, and it's the best thing ever. Nintendo had some of the greatest years of video game history, and I'm living it so well. And then all of a sudden, it's like, okay, here's all the ports of games I've already on the Wii U. A lot of other people haven't, but I have. And I haven't complained once about that. I think it's fantastic. All of the Wii U games should be on the Switch. 3D's World should have been on the Switch a long time ago. It's just that good of a game. People should have been playing it a long damn time ago. It's fantastic. But then we got to 2019. 2019 ends. A year filled with Fire Emblem and Luigi's Mansion 3 and just countless games. Pokemon, Sword and Shield, all that. Then we get to 2020 and all we knew going in was Animal Crossing's coming. Then Animal Crossing came and it was what it was. Amazing. Since then, not only have there been very few games released, period, 
We have very we have no idea of what's even coming in the future. That's why this is extremely exciting tomorrow. 50 minutes. That is one of the longest directs we've ever gotten. That is longer than most Nintendo E3 directs that they've done. So there's a lot of potential here. I, I love that they're, they're saying they're focusing on 2021 things. That doesn't mean it'll be or early 2021 things. That doesn't mean exclusively. They just said so they're focusing there and they drop Smash Brothers. Greg, what's up? Let's drop back in to IGN.com where Adam continues. The timing of this Nintendo Direct is also important to note as it arrives a few days before The Legend of Zelda's 35th anniversary on Sunday, February 21. Uh, many are hoping for a similar celebration of Nintendo as Nintendo did for Super Mario Brothers' 35th anniversary in 2020. While there are still The Legend of Zelda... While there are... While there are still The Legend of Zelda games that have yet to be ported to Switch, including Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, and Ocarina of Time, many will undoubtedly be hoping uh, for more news to the sequel, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Uh, the last time we heard any substantial update about The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 was in September 2020, when Anuma, uh, the producer uh, of The Legend of Zelda series, told fans that they'd have to, quote, wait a bit longer for news on the sequel to IGN's Game of the Year in 2017. Nintendo didn't spe did specifically mention that we'd be getting news about Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, which will have many assuming uh, it will be about the next fighter arriving in the game following Final Fantasy VII's Sephiroth. Tim, here's where Gary and I want to let you keep going. You're having a great time out there. What are we getting tomorrow? What are you expecting? Are we getting Breath of the Wild 2 tomorrow? Uh, I mean, I think that like the lofty things like a Metroid Prime 4 or Breath Ooh. of the Wild 2 are not to be expected, but I, I wouldn't be absolutely surprised if we saw Breath of the Wild 2. Metroid Prime, I think the least we'd see is a Metroid Prime trilogy announcement, which is one of those things I can say every single time, and eventually it's going to be true. Eventually it's going to happen, yeah. Yeah, but um, I, I don't know. I, I, I think that the Zelda 35th anniversary is not a coincidence that it's happening this week. I think that we're going to get some announcements of, guess what, more Wii U ports uh, that are ports of other games, being Twilight Princess and Wind Waker. Um, there'll probably be some sort of Ocarina thing in there too, maybe a port of the 3DS version. I don't know. The rumored Skyward Sword stuff, I can see all that. I doubt it's going to be a collection. I think it'll they'll all be separate releases. Uh, Nintendo likes to make money, and of course, can do that with this. Um, but I wouldn't be shocked if they were like, and also Breath of, like a little tease of Breath of the Wild Two, even if it's just info will be revealed later this year or uh, some type of teaser trailer or something. Sure, wouldn't be surprised. It's just a nice little end cap. Another anniversary coming up is the is Pokemon their 25th anniversaries next week. So I wouldn't be surprised if this direct has some type of tease for a Pokemon direct next week uh, to it, to like fully announce some new games there. Okay. Um, but to make you happy, Greg, I do feel really good about a Mario golf. God, don't do it. Aaron Bass 89 in the chat says I could go for a Mario golf. If we get fucking Mario golf tomorrow, if Mario golf is this fucking year, let's go, baby. I will go crazy. Yeah, I, I think Mario Golf is a, is a... I think a Mario sports game is a pretty good bet, and I think Mario Golf is the most obvious answer. Oh, uh, knowing we're getting something for Smash, I think it obviously will be a character reveal. I, If I had to bet, I would say Ryu Hayabusa from Ninja Gaiden. Um, okay. Monster Hunter Rise, we'll hear about that update on where it's at, what's up with it. Gary... Are you expecting tomorrow um, more details on the next Animal Crossing update, which of course teased Mario items? We saw the mushroom, we saw the star. I think it was in the end of at the end of the last trailer when they introduced the carnival stuff, which is now happening or happened in Animal Crossing. Yeah, maybe. I mean, um, they did say in the direct that they would be focusing on updates to existing games like Smash Bros. and Animal Crossing. Obviously, would 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 fit that criteria as well. Nintendo's done a pretty good job with these monthly updates. They they do these little these little mini 
um, Animal Crossing do, updates do, do, every do, month that do, tell you do, what's going to be do, coming do. up. Um, I hate to disagree with Tim on this because I feel like, you know, as Nintendo fans, um, we, I, Tim and I agree on many more things than we disagree on. Um, but I, I, I don't quite get where he's coming from in terms of feeling like Nintendo fans are like starving for games right now. Yes, Animal Crossing was the game of 2020. Um, and like, you have to remember, like, I, I don't think Tim's an Animal Crossing fan, so maybe he doesn't appreciate like just how much it did for people during uh, the year of the pandemic. That game saved people's fucking sanity during the pandemic. It's such an important game. It's a massive, massive success from Nintendo. My entire family still loves it. It's still hugely, hugely popular. It was a, That game is a fucking miracle. It was a blessing. It came at just the right time. And to put that game out in 2020 and then have people complain about, well, that's all you did. It's like kind of like saying, well, in 2020, I cured cancer. And people say, yeah, but what have you done since then? It's like, come on. Animal Crossing it's was not, an amazing though. fucking... <laughs> Animal Crossing was an amazing fucking game. And you didn't even mention, Tim, they did put out uh, Paper Mario Origami King, which is a banger. I, and said, I didn't mention that game. I said they mentioned it wasn't a banger. It was it was pretty an absolute good. banger. No, Age of it was Calamity, not. which is if you're into Breath of the Wild from a myth from a from a lore mythology standpoint, that game's gonna scratch your itch all day long. I know it's not no, Breath it's of the not. Wild, too, no, it's not. but that's it's also coming. Some issue is it's gonna scratch the itch of Mousseau fans to an extent. It's gonna scratch the itch of Breath of the Wild lore fans to an extent, but that's what YouTube videos are for for a lot of people that don't want to spend 50 hours playing that type of game. I'm not trying to deny the quality of the games they came out with, but compare that to any other year of the Nintendo Switch. I what okay I think that's fine I think from a from a from an overall macro perspective here's why I feel like Nintendo gamers are in a better situation with the Switch than they have been with really any generation probably since the Super Nintendo is the Switch the the, the issue with like oh well Nintendo doesn't put out that many games is nothing new that's always been the case every single Nintendo hardware generation has been defined by this idea of well you kind of get it because of the, for the five or six you know banger Nintendo first party games the Mario's and the Zelda and maybe the Metroids that they're going to, Smash Bros. they're going to put out every year. But that's really all you get it for is because the third parties don't support it. But now the Switch is so phenomenally successful that third parties do support it in a real way. You're getting massive third party games like Witcher and Control, which actually run really well on the Switch. So Nintendo, the Switch is now much more of a, go on the eShop. My goodness, there's just so much stuff. It's not all, you know, AAA stuff, but that's true on any console. I can't, I just kind of feel like we, and, and, and maybe it's right to do so because they are, I think, an amazing company. Maybe we just, maybe we do hold Nintendo uh, to a higher standard. And I think this happens every Nintendo Direct. We get so excited about, oh my God, this little, these, we build these wish lists in our head. There's going to be another Metroid. There's going to be another uh, Golf or Strikers. And then when we, and then when we don't get everything that we wanted, we complain because we feel like Nintendo's let us down. But, like, they're not promising anything. We're building up all this ex expectation in our own heads. I do think there's a good chance of, like, a big megaton-type announcement tomorrow. My personal wish uh, wish list is I love the idea of golf, but you know what I really want is Super Mario Strikers. Me too. Uh, that would that's be, where that would be golf, golf. Give me that's my golf game. agree more than anything, Gary. Maybe Super we Mario can Strikers. have both. Maybe we can have both. Well, that was what I raised my hand about is maybe it's you're both right. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, you know, you're trying to satisfy a, a wide swatch of audience. And I think, you know, uh, if we want to step back objectively, I guess would be the thing, right, Tim? And be like, okay, cool. What number of games and quality of games that came out or whatever. That's where you'd have this argument. But Animal Crossing, if you connected with Animal Crossing, as so many people did, I think, was this fucking juggernaut for last year. But if but you don't give a shit about that's the thing. I was like, I'm, that, I started my whole argument with that. Like, that is a no-brainer. Of course, Animal Crossing is what it is. It's like when you look at everything else, though, from that the year of releases from Nintendo, it's just like, and not even just your releases, year of announcements. 
Part of the it's issue, just... and I think it's interesting, is that we we as gamers are are kind of a victim of Nintendo's own success. Like, um, it's been a really, really long time since uh, we've had a new Mario Kart, right? We haven't had a new true Mario Kart in the Switch generation. We got the the uh, the upgrade, deluxe. Yeah. the deluxe one. But like, the Switch is a pretty mature uh, platform. It's been been around uh, for what four years now. We don't have a new Mario Kart yet. Part of the reason why I think we don't have one is because the last one is has never been out of the top ten. Like it's exactly. still, like it's, it's still selling so many new ones. Why make of the old ones? Why make a new one? So it's 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 you know the the games just are so phenomenally popular. Nintendo put out I, I don't know if you saw it one of the ads that Nintendo put out over Christmas. Mario Kart was the featured game. Oh, yeah. How many other companies do you know that could do a Christmas ad for their for their console where, where it's being led by a four year old game? It's it's a phenomenon. And and I think partly for that reason, uh, we don't see Nintendo iterate on these franchises as as often as we would like because they just they they, they remain popular for so long. Tim, before we let you go, Lucid Dream writes in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games, just like you can to be part of the show and says, do you think we see new hardware during tomorrow's direct? Of course, Switch Pro has been on the tip of people's tongues for a long time. Everybody was predicting it was going to happen this year, except me on the Gamescast. And well, lo and behold, Nintendo said, don't expect any new hardware anytime soon, like last month. But we've been lied to on that way before. And they could be like, well, a month later, it isn't that soon, is it? I want to be extremely clear. I have absolutely no expectations for tomorrow. I like Nintendo has proven to me one thing in the last couple of years and that, that I can't predict anything that they're going to do good or bad. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. like this directs happening. It's 50 minutes. It could literally be 45 minutes of way too in-depth Super Smash Brothers stuff. And then five minutes of, oh, yeah, this is Zelda anniversary. Happy birthday. And then that's the end of it, you know? I Tim, can I that. ask you? Can I ask you a question? Because I do bow to your superior Nintendo knowledge. I think you you ultimately uh, know more about this stuff than I do. So let me ask you this: I know that there's been this thing that's happened over the last year or, or so where people have complained about these little mini directs. Oh, they're not. Where's where's the big big news? But it but that's because they have been these mini directs. Like the main line, like the like the direct primes, whatever you want to call them, the big ones, like the one mm-hmm. we're getting tomorrow. Has there ever been one of those? that didn't have like a big oh my god announcement like I, ton, is ton there of, is there reason to believe historically that yes. we'll get something big tomorrow uh no the, the, it's very okay. unpredictable i mean when du- the directs first started in the wii u era it was you expected that they were going to be bad and then eventually there was a couple banger ones and there was a transitional point around the switch where every single one had some crazy announcement like smash brothers ultimate that we didn't see coming 2018 like all that type of stuff or breath of the wild 2 with the e3 one like it kept going there was like a always constant hype and anytime they announced a director even if they didn't announce the direct there was hype leading into it building into it all a lot of nintendo fans have just kind of given up on nintendo doing directs i am most surprised and happy that this is actually a proper direct we're getting tomorrow because whatever it is we see tomorrow is hopefully to me a reboot refresh point restart point for nintendo to prove to me that they're not just going to sit on their old games forever and give us something new give us something some some forms of fresh content even if it is for old games Give me new DLC for Mario Kart 8 if that if Mario Kart 8 is going to be your flagship. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point, Tim. It's been a, a, even some DLC. Just refresh the existing game since it's still so popular. At least support that. Look at the support that Animal Crossing gets. Mario Kart doesn't get that kind of support. Yeah. it's a great point. Mario Kart didn't get a single DLC. Mario Kart 8 didn't get a single DLC pack at all on the Switch. That's insane. Yeah, that's a good point. Because what you got with the Deluxe was basically the DLC that, that the Wii U got, right? Yeah. 
Tim, let me ask you this. I know there's always this is the this is the big thing. I mean, and we'll all be up at six o'clock in the morning or whatever tomorrow. Like we'll, two we'll, p.m. We'll, Gary, we'll, get out of bed early. Yeah, two p.m. <laughs> <laughs> they've, I mean, they've they've done some of these really really early. And I, if it was six p.m., I would get up because I'm I'm that person. I need to I, I need to know and I need to know now. But I do want to ask Tim again this. So I know again with with the directs, there's always this kind of incongruity between what we what we wish they're going to do like we talked about this earlier like they they, they, they disappoint us because we get like ahead of ourselves and we're so excited about what they, we think they're going to do and then they don't do it but i'm trying to figure out like if, if there's what we what we're wishing for and what is likely to happen like where do those two lines intersect tim what do you think is like the best thing that could happen that is actually somewhat likely to happen and not just pie in the sky i mean the the my real answer to that is just some announcements for games coming this year because we don't have that right now. And we didn't have it last year when we were leading into Animal Crossing. It was just Animal Crossing with a date. And then eventually there were like little things here and there. And I feel like when it comes to this year, the only games coming out for the Switch really that we know are coming at some point are Metroid Prime 4, Breath of the Wild 2, Bayonetta 3. And there's a trend of everything I'm talking about here, which is like, when are those coming anytime soon that's not not a guarantee at all so i want to know they're talking about 2021 early 2021 because right now we got bowser's fury coming out or it just came out we don't know what's happening after that so i'm just hoping we get i think that we can expect to get some titles in the next couple months what those will be i don't know it's so uh-huh. weird because like the Breath of the Wild 2 thing really illustrates you just never know how Nintendo's going to do this. We talked about how Nintendo waits really, really long times between like new iterations on franchises because the, the games just have such a long tail sales-wise. You know, Mario Kart, still a huge seller. I don't think it's ever really been out of the top 10. Breath of the Wild, still a huge seller. Go look at like last week's top 10. Like it's, it, it's still a top seller even after all these years. So that's another one where you, th- where you think like, oh, Nintendo's just going to sit on that for a while. But Breath of the Wild 2 was announced like re- almost immediately afterwards. Like in, in terms of the Nintendo kind of geological timeline where we're used to waiting such a long time between like mainline Mario and Nintendo releases, uh, Breath of the Wild 2 came really, really fast. So you just never really know what to expect. Yeah, totally. I, I do want to give a shout out to a Fire Emblem remake. I think there's a good chance we get one of those tomorrow. All right. When do you think we'll see the next mainline Odyssey game? Like, a, like I mean, it might not be Odyssey, but like, I want, I want an Odyssey 2, for example, or like another, like, you know, not just 3D World remake or uh, Paper Mario. Like, we want like the next big Mario. I, I, yeah. I kind of feel like that's still years away. I mean, we haven't gotten a new 2D Mario in almost a decade. Hmm. I wouldn't mind that either, actually. You don't count, you don't count your Mario 35th or whatever the thing was? Your little no. Battle Royale Mario? No, no a, again, those, those are off. the crumbs that they toss us. This is where I do agree with Tim. Those are the crumbs that they toss us. Because the thing is, I think Nintendo, they know. They know that we will gobble up everything they give us. And so the they don't need to... that they toss us. They don't, yeah, just, we're just happy for, like, table scraps. And some of the stuff that they've been giving us, like the Pikmin uh, remaster and Bowser's Fury, again, they're really good. Don't but, forget like, about your Pokemon Snap. Scraps. Pokemon Snap coming yep. up. Listen, you are right, ask, ask my eight-year-old daughter, who's the real market for that game, how excited she is about it. All right, Joey Noel She's personally not complaining. Offended. She's thrilled. She is thrilled. You well, we don't remember, have to wait long, ladies market. and gentlemen. Nintendo Direct, 50 minutes of content, including Super Smash Brothers and more, including the first half of 2021 happening tomorrow. That is Wednesday the 17th, 2 p.m. Pacific time. Tim, I assume we are reacting to it here Absolutely. on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. Uh, we will be there to see what goes down, what happens, and then if Tim will uh, blow his hype or not. What is, what, for you, Tim, what is the most hype thing that could happen tomorrow? 
I mean, my most hype ever is Crash and Smash, but I, I don't expect that. I'm not looking for that. I'm literally, I just want to see Nintendo a- announce some games that I'm interested in. That's okay. it. That's all that I'm asking for. And that could be so many things. There's at least 20 games that they could announce that I'd be like, cool, thumbs up. Okay. Mario Golf. That's what's got to be. Strikers. No, Strikers, Strikers had baby. its chance. It's Strikers. over. Strikers. I don't know if you know this. Forward. In terms of world sporting events, soccer, not that popular. Golf, incredibly popular. That's just yeah, stats. That, 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 that sounds right, yeah. You know what I mean? Anybody got a hole in a ball and a club and some different kinds of grass, you You've can play golf. You've already got your fucking uh, hot shots golf over on PlayStation. Hey, dude, everybody's golf is great. Golf. Don't worry about it. I kicked the shit out of Andy and Blessing and Barrett the other week. It was fantastic last week. I don't know if Raj put in the update video. You know, Raj doesn't like me anymore. doesn't put me in any of the recap videos that are available on YouTube.com slash kind of funny games, but I digress. Tim, thank you so much for your time. Love you guys. Bye. See you, Tim. Uh, Andy in the chat says, no, you fucking didn't. In all caps, yeah, I did. And I put up a screen cap. Remember where I was number one and you lost to me. So that's all that matters. It doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning is winning, Andy. Surprised you didn't know that. Happy birthday, by the way. Uh, number two on the Roper Report. Rainbow Six Paradise isn't Rainbow Six Quarantine. This is Ian Harris over at PC Games N. Uh, Kevin, I gave you a little thing to show here, if possible. Uh, it's an image. Uh, it turns out that Rainbow Six Quarantine's new name isn't Parasite after all. Uh, Ubisoft explains that while the name is being used for internal playtesting, it's merely a placeholder and an official name will be revealed soon. Tongues were sent wagging the other day when a number of key art images with the Rainbow Six Parasite logo were dug up on the PlayStation Network. Thanks, MP First. Uh, the main image that has been circulating shows a previously confirmed character called Ella stuck in some black goop against a vibrant yellow background uh, with the name Rainbow Six Paradise, uh, Parasite Paradise Parasite on display. We reached out to Ubisoft and got the following statement. While we recently shared that we will be changing the name of Rainbow Six Quarantine, Parasite is only a placeholder that that our internal teams use. Recently, we ran an internal test for the game and some of its details became public. We can confirm this is a glimpse of the upcoming game and we will share more details, including the official name, soon, end quote. Of course, Gary, uh, Ubisoft and Rainbow Six Quarantine put into an unenviable situation as they announced the game Rainbow Six Quarantine, and then the world was forced into quarantine from uh, coming up on a year as we deal with COVID. Yeah, that does happen. There was a company called ISIS. They had to change their name, poor bastards. You know, yeah. sometimes these things, they, they happen. Yeah, 100%. It's not Andy your used fault. To- you just got to roll with it. Yeah, Andy used to be have a you know his little nickname used to be I'm really good at everybody's golf, but then after I beat him in it, he had to change it to Nitro Rifle, and it's pretty embarrassing and sad. Happy <laughs> birthday! Um, I my my thought is I I wouldn't be surprised if this is the name that sticks, Gary. I think he got out early. It didn't get out the way they wanted, but at this point, I mean, you already got your little graphic made there. It seems like you're pretty. I might you're pretty get back confident. into Rainbow Six on this on this next one. I was a big fan of the original original Rainbow Six back in the late 90s played the, the hell out of it and then uh, i think the last one that i really really dug was uh, vegas vegas was great uh and i kind of fell off the franchise wait the 360 ones um yeah it was on the 360 i loved yeah. it. the story on on that the story campaign was really really good uh and i kind of fell off after that but i know siege has, has gone on i think probably to be i think siege i think i'm right in saying i'm just guessing but i feel like it's by far the biggest rainbow six game sieges i have popular. to imagine yeah, yeah of course popular. Um, so I'm glad to see the Rainbow Six um, uh, games continuing to uh, do uh, extremely well. They're great. Here's my thing, though: Are you like 
it, Rainbow Six Quarantine slash Parasite slash whatever it ends up being, is that the kind of game you'd be into? Like uh, Epic Games describes it. Uh, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Quarantine is a three-player tactical co-op shooter set several years in the future of the Rainbow Six universe, where obviously you're dealing with these you know monsters and parasites and quarantine. Is that the kind of jam you're looking for? Is that well, I guess to Mike uh, to dial this question back a bit, you haven't been into a Rainbow Six in a while. What defines a Rainbow Six to you, and why would you be interested in jumping back in this one? I think what did what has has always again I can only speak for myself, but what has always sure. defined uh, you know the Rainbow Six games for me is, and this might sound a bit silly, but they are at least they used to be. I, I think it's kind of drifted away from that a little bit, like Vegas. It got a bit more goofy, but they've always been like, somewhat grounded in contemporary sure. reality. They've always had those kind of Tom Clancy values of it's contemporary, you know, it's modern. Uh, you know, there's there's some kind of modern heightened political context. Uh, emphasis on kind of weapons and technology and tactics and all the kind of stuff. I used to I used to devour the Tom Clancy books. I used to love reading them. Um, and for that reason, I really enjoyed the Rainbow Six games for the because I kind of got off on that you know macho bullshit stuff. Uh, I do worry a little bit about what you just uh, the three player stuff sounds great in terms of the context, the narrative context. I worry a little bit about them straying too far into the future into some of that infinite warfare stuff. You know, that, like, remember when Call of Duty did, did that? It yeah. got a bit silly and and uh, advanced and infinite went, went into space and it got a bit goofy and, and and Activision had to kind of like literally bring it back down to earth because players thought they had, they had gone off the rails a little bit. Um, so I don't know. It sounds like they're, and it also sounds like they're, like Ubisoft already have a game like this. It's called The Division. Like you want to exactly. make sure that they're not stepping on each other's toes here, don't you? You have more monsters here and stuff, but yeah, you're definitely gonna have. Mon- I mean, monsters. That's not Tom Clancy's fucking rolling in his grave right now. Monsters. I'm sure he's not. He's happy with the money. You know what I mean? He's all about that. Now, Gary, where are you at with The Division 2? You said you were going to come play it on PlayStation with us. You said you're going to have a great time with these PS5 enhancements. I'm out there. Kevin and I playing last night. I'm getting Kevin through the expansion content. I don't see you anywhere. Where yet? Take it up with Ichiban Kasuga. Gary, that's probably your best response of all time. You know what I mean? I just wanted to toss that out there. That was, yeah, I understand. I, I, yeah, I, I didn't even think about the fact you're obsessed over there. That's good. I, okay, I, good. I have. I. And the, here, the, this is honestly the tricky problem that I have now, Greg. Is yeah. I loved like a dragon so much that I now want to jump into all the other Yakuza games. Isn't it the way? But like, but you know, can, you can't even even if you had like the most delicious cheeseburger of your life, you don't want to just eat cheeseburgers for the rest of your life. I do. I need Jug, to mix Jughead it up. A bit? Should I like go play Hitman or Division or like something else and then come? Like maybe I should like stagger them or something. But I don't know. I kind of just want to play more Yakuza games. Fair, and I can't stop you. I appreciate that, Kevin. Are you getting back in the Division night with me? What are we doing? Are you playing some Avengers? What are we doing? Didn't you say you were gonna play? Uh... Oh yeah, Avengers. Avengers. No, I'm playing Fortnite. Said... No, actually, I guess I can't play Fortnite because Joey's watching The Bachelor. Dead. So let's do some division tonight, buddy. Come on, let's keep working. Yeah, you yeah, I guess I don't know why. I don't know. I don't see why not. There's nothing better. All right. What is going on with Avengers, Greg? I watched a few minutes of that war table thing. I didn't really understand what's going on because I'm not keeping up with it. But like, I keep hearing dead game. But like, it seems like they're really determined to keep supporting it. What is going on? Well, ladies and gentlemen, you can go over to youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames pretty much right now. I think Andy finished the thumbnail. Uh, And you can watch our reaction to the uh, nine-minute presentation that happened. I'll insert it right here as a number three for you, Gary. Uh, Avengers had a war table today, uh, and uh, they revealed that the Hawkeye DLC, that is the future Imperfect storyline stuff, and the Hawkeye character himself, and the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X slash S versions are coming March 18th. Um, 
Gary, you've asked a big question. And we, me, Tamora Hussein from GameSpot, uh, Simon Cardi from IGN, and Fran from uh, twitch.tv slash FM3 underscore have a long discussion about uh, what's going on with Avengers, a game that we love despite all of its flaws and mainly the fact that there's just not in-game content. There's just nothing you can... They keep dropping these story things. They dropped Kate Bishop uh, in December now they're dropping Hawkeye in March. Uh, these, you know, uh, new storylines, new things going on, new characters in there. That's all well and good, but there's not. It doesn't have the hook to have you coming back every day right now, and that's the problem with the game. Uh, it's not a dead game, I don't think, in the way of uh, an anthem or uh, definitely not an anthem. But like, even it's got a, it's got its own unique set of problems. You know, you want to sit here and compare it to Fallout. You want to compare it to Anthem. You want to compare it to whatever a No Man's Sky you're running into different problems and things for it. It's not a dead game. There's a great, there is a great game in it, but it's surrounded by mediocrity. And so we were talking about it today on the stream of like, it's fun to get in there and do it. I want to play. I watched Thor last night. I want to go play Avengers tonight, but what's the point of grinding my character to max level when there's nothing for me to do at max level? Do you, do you problem. think it could be resuscitated? Cause when these games get into the doldrums like this, it can be really hard to get them out. Yeah. Uh, what I've talked about before in my prediction on Gamescast this year was that I think by the end of the year in December, Imran Khan will look at Avengers and go, pretty good game. It's a, it's a good game. I think that's what you're getting to do. Now, is that enough to revive it? Is that enough for Square Enix to commit to three more years of it? Is it ex- no, I, that, I can't. That's, those tea leaves are so hard to read. Uh, you know, I don't think they're, they're moving, I assume, as fast as they can. They're trying to do a bunch of different stuff. But today's presentation by no means was the one where you go, it's fixed. Everything you didn't like about Avengers is gone or whatever. Because it seems like the most thing people don't like about it is just there's not much to do in it, which I guess is a good problem in the sense of problems to have with a lot. You don't want any problems in your live service game, but, you know, I can go on. I don't know. There's, there's nothing to do in this game. doesn't sound like a good problem to me. I'm talking about in terms of problems you could have. In ter- it's not that, oh, I'm falling through the world every time. All oh, my saves are getting eaten. Oh, my God. Like, this, it doesn't run. It's at five frames per second, like that kind of stuff. I don't know. I feel like fixing a save bug is easier to do than, like, coming up with shit to do in a game. Well, you can say that, but look at all the games that t- drag their fucking feet to fix their save bugs. Uh, yeah, we'll see what's going to happen with Avengers. I do enjoy playing it. I wish I had a reason to play it. I wish I had more reasons to jump in there and play it every night. I wish there was something pushing me to do it. But you look at something like The Division that has all this content, all these things to do, all these different, you know, car- you, when you turn in The Division and there's a new carrot at the end of the stick for you to chase. You know what I mean? Even when you feel like you're winding down on something, uh, you know, finishing up these, I'm going to finish up these manhunts and then I want to go do more of the uh, high rise. When I'm tired of that, I want to get a raid group together. All right, now I'm going to help Kevin and Snowbike Mike get out, get further into the game to help me do my thing. Then there's daily challenges and all this stuff. Whereas if you turn on Avengers, right, it's like, do you want to run the same villain sector again? Uh, Do you want to grind this character at 150 for no reason? Do you want to try to work on the challenge cards? Like, there's stuff to do there, but then there's also the fact that how many times with live service games have we been burned before? And not by necessarily the developers, more of the publishers. Like, what does Square Enix think of this? What do they think? And what does Marvel Games think of all the, the, the lukewarm reception to this game? And the, again, the fact we're talking about this Hawkeye content coming March 18th, when that was supposed to be here in November with the original plan. No, yeah, that's right, in November with the original plan. Like... There's a lot of questions for Marvel's Avengers. It's the big how- problem with these live games, Greg, is that, you know, that rely on this end game content is that you can't, the developers are constantly racing to stay ahead of the player base and you just can't do it. It's, it's, it's faster to, to, to play content than it is to make it. Like you can spend a year making like a big DLC expansion and the hardcore players will burn through it in a fucking day and go, okay, what else you got? Like yeah. it's, it, it feels like almost kind of demoralizing. And the, only, and the only way to stay ahead of them is essentially to make the content repetitive. 
which is they just they just keep grinding these bosses for gear. And that's why we end up with these this this what I think is kind of a sad state of affairs at high end with high end game design right now, where a lot of these AAA games like Division and Destiny and Anthem had this problem and all, all of these games now. It's like once you get to the end, just keep fucking running around in circles and the numbers are going to get higher and you know the fucking yep. armored trousers that you're wearing are going to have better stats. But you're basically doing the same shit you were a year ago. And some people like that. They love that. There, there, there is some psychological evidence that that kind of repetitive, you know, shit is pleasing to people and they like it. You know, if I press the button, I'll get a pellet. If I press the button, I'll get a pellet. Some yeah. people like that. A lot of people find it boring. We'll see the, the, and you're right. And I, yeah, that's totally games of service and what you want to do or not do with it. The argument or whatever, where I think you, when you want to compare a destiny to an Avengers is the fact that with destiny, you know, you're grinding for your power level to run this hard, this really hard piece of content or to get ready for, get raid ready for the next thing that's dropping or yada, da, da, da. with Avengers now, right? This game released in September and we still don't have something that is level 150 content. That is the raid that is, Hey, you can only do this if you're max level. And it's like really rewarding. I know. I think actually, as I speak that like what the ultra hives is really high, but it's like, what are you getting out of it? Here's exotic gear. What the fuck do I care about exotic gear? Nothing's challenging me in this game to that level. I'm not being punished that way. And not to mention, that's not why I play those games. I want the story content. I want new villains. And I think, yeah, to run the same villain sectors that have been there since September, you get two a day and it's always Taskmaster and uh, uh, Abomination or the big uh, machines you have to fight. It's like, what is going on? Like, there's so many different things with Avengers. And I was saying I, that on the thing actually- today. I raided Fran last night, and Fran was playing some Avengers. But you know, Fran's a big Destiny guy. I'd like to be—I'd like to talk to Fran's probably the the, the guy that in, in my like circle of friends, Fran's sure. the person who like plays Destiny that knows the most about it. I'd like to pick his brains on like what he thinks Destiny's doing right because Destiny had when Destiny, if you remember, Destiny one, especially Destiny one, but then Destiny yep. two out of the gate, they both had these issues where like you know you run out of content where's the end game and it took a while for bungie to catch up but it seems like now of all these live service games that rely on constant dlc drops constant expansions constantly growing the game and adding new things to do destiny seems to have found a place where it's actually kind of work like they basically see again maybe i'm wrong you're you know tell me if i if i am wrong uh but it seems like they have now finally settled into a place where they are keeping their players happy with new content which is not Here's, easy to do like most of these other games fail at that the biggest thing about it and this is uh, uh you know arguable i guess in some ways but not uh the biggest thing about what you're talking about here, here is that destiny does fuck up there's we do things all the time of this is happening last week we did one that we just threw on there on with on friday with mike that was the cosmodrome isn't as big as it's supposed to be or something which is all greek to me but you know we talk about it the thing that destiny does so well is talk to its audience Avengers doesn't fucking talk to its audience and it drives me crazy because I think like I I said it today in the reaction video of like they should just have a come to Jesus blog of like listen we understand things are late this is why it's COVID it's this we you know we launched the game and you weren't happy with the core issues so we had to stop working on other stuff to fix that now we're back in you know in line Clint's gonna be great when he drops in March and then here's a roadmap of what's happening like think about it Gary like I, 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 as an Avengers fan and somebody who plays the game and again, loves it for what it is, but agrees it is mediocre. Like people who pop up in the chat are like, oh man, yeah, and Spider-Man soon, right? I'm like, you are not getting Spider-Man soon. I don't think you're getting Spider-Man this year. If you do, you'll, you'll, it'll be a December drop, but I do not think you're, and Spider-Man's supposed to be spring of this year, right? Like 
they need to talk about that. The longer you don't talk about these things, the more they fester and the more the community gets angry and the more you lose it. When you come out and say what's really happening, the people who care are going to be fine with it. Like as a like, you know, you talk about Fran, we joke around all the time, you know, Fran got into the cloning labs with which is the high-level content that they promised literally months ago now a, pro a production server went on live for like 10 minutes and fran was able to get into the mission while he was streaming and play some of it and then no word on what the fuck's going on with that and occasionally the devs do streams it gets compiled on reddit people say little things here and there like there's a community looking for it but just put a a post up have a person behind it that it, whether it is uh megan marie who's community manager over there whether it is scott amos who's you know uh i forget his actual title but he's like lead on the project like somebody needs to talk and say what the fuck's going on because clearly if I'm playing in March content I was supposed to get in November, like things have gone really awry. Okay, cool. Why? What's happening? You know? And it's also the thing of like, to everybody game is dead. I don't think Avengers is dead, but I will not be surprised if tomorrow, March 18th, they put this out. And then a month later, square was like, we are no longer supporting Avengers. And that sucks. I mean, I, I'd love to hear somebody say that's not going to happen. I agree with you. The developers, do need to often do need to communicate better especially when they find themselves behind the the curve in the way that avengers seems to right now where people are like where's the content where's the content having that communication and i guess these war tables are meant to be part of that is 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 part of the solution but it's not the solution it's like a band-aid right and i feel like yeah. this is this is almost like now to me is like it's it's almost kind of a it's, it's kind of a worrying sign when i say i remember watching this um like as anthem on it, you know, on it, on its kind of slow and steady march to the grave. Whether or not it'll it'll be resurrected, I guess who knows. But for right now, I what, what I remember, I used to watch like Young Yes videos, and uh, you know, there there are YouTube uh, uh, bloggers out there that kind of track this stuff, these kind of games that are fucking up. And I remember like Anthem was one that did it. CG Product Red, Red is doing it right now, um, and we've seen all kinds of companies do it. Uh, Fallout did a ton of it, where they do these very very artfully crafted. Uh, um, blog posts where they always sound kind of contrite and responsive, but they never actually apologize because mm -hmm. they don't want to. They don't want to. That's the, they. They're trying to set the right tone, but like keeping in, expl explaining very, very in very, very artful detail why you are not giving gamers the content they want is not the solution, right? Like what? It, what I mean, it's 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 nice to have, but I I don't want the blog posts. I just want the content. Yeah, I hear you. But here's the thing is that you're talking about two different things. There's a group of people who are like, oh, man, I'll play Avengers when there's a bunch more stuff. And then there's people who are watching the war tables and on the subreddit. And yada, yada. You talk to that hardcore base so they feel empowered to evangelize and spread the word and do whatever. And then everybody else who wants to wait for it to be the big, hey, uh, you know, it's you, you can... If they turn it around, you can see it, right? You can see the Kotaku article. You can see the Forbes article from Paul of like, if you're not paying attention, Avengers is good now. Like, look at all they, right. they've added four different villains. There's new sectors. They've got all these different heroes. It's all free unless you want, like, there, you can, I can pre-write the article and you can go in and fill in the details. Not that I'm saying those people are like hacks or something, but because that is what happens with these games that when they go off the grid and they're no longer like, you remember how Avengers was talk of the town when it released, when they go subterranean and it is just the people who do want to grind down, who do want to be on the subreddit, who do want to watch the war table. Like people are, I, what I'm always surprised, you know, cause obviously I, I joke around about it and I get a lot of shit from both uh, people are kind of funny. And then uh, the, uh, you know, random YouTube commenters. I'm always surprised when we do the live react stream. And even right now, looking at the chat, the amount of people in it who are like, no, Avengers is fun. It's just, what the hell am I supposed to do? And are like, you know, the, the little qualms is the gameplay of Avengers, I think is fun. 
and is enjoyable, and I like being the heroes. It's just that I want new things to do with them rather than grind the same old missions and the same old villain sectors and chase the same old polychoron. It's, I digress. It's tough. it's tough because I don't know if, you know, there's no way the Avengers game's making money right now. It's got to be bleeding money. Also very and, true. And the bean counters at Square Enix are ultimately going to make the decision on this game's future, and, and I think Marvel will probably have some kind of a, a say as well. Because you know, this effect, this this reflects poorly on them. You know, if, if a major, you know, if an Avengers movie came out and it was shit, that would be a disaster for Marvel. And mm -hmm. an Avengers mm -hmm. game coming out and it not doing well is maybe not as bad, but it still ain't a great look. So Dude, but I mean, they... still think about it. Like, I mean, think about how this was in so many ways, a golden opportunity for this game. Last year, no Marvel movie. Everybody's at home. Everybody's playing games more than ever. You get it out in September, and it's ha it's not fully baked. You know what I mean? Like, the things aren't there. There were glitches. There were problems. You get over the little stuff of ping systems or whatever, and then you just can't get content to this game that's supposed to be a games-as-a-service, right? And, like, it, it is hard to deliver on that, but we can think back to the Division 2 that did launch and did have a roadmap and did hit it for the most part. I think there was a few things that slipped by maybe a couple weeks, but deliver on what they were doing like avengers had a whole lot of talk for what was going to happen after launch and they did not deliver on it and so we keep waiting to see if they can actually get it together. I, I wish i could be more optimistic about it i just feel like i've seen this narrative you know th these kind of redemption narratives are rare we all we all like to talk about no man's sky and anthem's trying for that right now but it's rare you can count on the fingers of one hand the time that that's happened compared to how many times have games just failed totally. countless times no and so the chips are point, Sorry, go ahead. At, sorry, I was gonna say, at, at some point, someone at Square is going to have to make that decision because there's a lot of money being wasted here. Can we, if we put enough money into this, can we get it back to uh, a, a place where people are writing this kind of stories? Hey, guess yep. what? Anthem's good now and the players do come back. Or are we just throwing good money after bad? At what point do you yep. cut your losses and walk away from the from the blackjack table? Um I, if, I, if I was a betting I, man, I would not bet. I mean, just on the, uh, everything that's happened, I would not bet on Avengers to ever be able to come back and do it. As a fan of Avengers, I hope it can. I'll be, you know, I'm going to play Hawkeye as soon as they release it. I'm going to play it on PS5. If I have to replatinum it the hard way, I will. Like, there's two different things happening here. And what you point to, I think, is the biggest thing about it, too, of like, it's not what does Crystal Dynamics think of this. It's what does Square think of this? What does your parent company think of this in this game that under-delivered and underperformed, and how much they want to toss at it? You look at Destiny 2, obviously yeah. it was under Activision, but they got out from underneath that, right? And they're look, able to Look at how quickly course. Battlefront 2 killed all those microtransactions once Disney got involved and said, cut that shit out, right? Here's what and I want to give you. I want to... Sorry. Okay, I want to give the, you one... The, the, I just want to make one final point about why I think why I'm not optimistic about Avengers. Now, sure. you know me, I try to I try to be optimistic. I try oh, to look yeah. on the bright side of things. Um I think it's I think it's harder to win players back than it is to win players in the first place. Once you feel burned, it's it, 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 let's say I played Avengers and I go, oh man, that game was that game was kind of, I, I didn't enjoy it. Like it just wasn't what I wanted it to be. To come back to me and you go, oh, but no, it's good now. Do you want to come back and try something? I said, I'd rather try something new than like revisit something that I that I thought kind of sucked the first time around. So yeah. they've they've got a mountain to climb. I would love I would love to see them get to that point, but it's going to be a tough tough road for them. You are one hundred percent correct. I mean, they wasted a golden opportunity. I mean, like remember, like review scores were good for Avengers. Like right, uh, uh, what a Game Informer gave it an eighty eight. Like. People and then they're, you know, then you get into the sevens here. I'm scrolling through the Metacritic looking for like IGN. I forget what IGN gave it. Easy Allies gave it a 70, which is fair. Like, like they, but it wasn't a game that was panned. It wasn't a game that was bad. It wasn't this. It was just a game that, hey, delivered on what, the biggest IP going and did not do it justice. Real quick, I want to get Borders and Double Zero Zero in here who writes into patreon.com slash no, actually, he wrote into you're wrong. Okay, a ton of Destiny 2 information. 
outside of the expansions uh, is that they now release uh, story content year-round versus once or twice a year. Content is now drip-fed over the course of a 90-day season with four a year, being uh, pinnacled by an expansion kicking off the new year. The streamer slash hardcore run out of content a few hours in a few hours a week and hate that they want more content and that is creating an echo chamber of negative feedback parentheses hence why they are not adding uh, to the because people wanted more content the people in my clan however a casual hardcore averages about 15 hours a week uh, are relatively happy with this new content schedule mostly and then he says source that i run the kind of funny destiny 2 pc clan so there you go gary your final yeah, news story of the day oh sorry go ahead no i was gonna say i, I was just gonna say whatever you know it's and it's a hard comparison to make because destiny is a very established brand with a, mm -hmm. with a major major very well-funded massive development team and a very talented development team behind it i feel like the bungie people probably understand at this point the open world this open world genre where you like you said you're constantly racing to kind of stay ahead of the player base and keep delivering end game content and keeping it fresh but without it getting repetitive this is a really 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 hard area of game design it's, it's become really really popular but there's also an extremely high failure rate destiny uh, the, the bungie uh, team are probably closer to understanding how to make that particular style of gameplay work than anyone else and so i think other developers are probably looking to them but like Destiny's really the only one that i can think of that is in any like you could you could call it like an unqualified success like for every destiny there is an anthem or an avengers or you know you could argue you could argue the division has struggled it's it's really hard to make these kind of games high risk high reward and yeah. right now we're seeing a lot more risk than reward in this in this particular space i think Gary, the only thing in life that you can't take a the only thing in life that isn't a risk is patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Of course, you can go there to write in to be part of the show. You can get the show with the exclusive post show we do each and every weekday. But more importantly for right now, you can go there and get the show ad free. Speaking of ads, Greg Way, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Purple Mattress. Throw some bedding on a bunch of different mattresses and sure, they all look alike. The same goes for pillows. But peel away the layers, look at what's inside, and you'll see they aren't all created equal. That's what makes every purple pillow and mattress unlike anything you've ever slept on before. The purple grid sets the purple mattress apart from every other mattress. It's a patented comfort technology that instantly adapts to your body's natural shape and sleep style. With over 1,800 open-air channels designed to neutralize body heat, purple provides a cooling effect other mattresses can't replicate. And this cutting-edge technology doesn't stop with the mattress. Every purple pillow is engineered with the grid for total head and neck support and artificial, no, I'm sorry, absolute airflow. You, uh, so you're always on the cool side of the pillow. Purple's proprietary technology has been innovating comfort for over 15 years. Kind of funny loves the purple mattress. Joey Noel herself has been sleeping on a purple mattress and says that she sleeps like a baby. You can try every purple product risk-free and with free shipping and returns. And purple has financing available as low as 0% APR for qualified customers. Experience the purple grid and you'll sleep like never before. Go to purple.com slash games10 and use the promo code games10 for a limited time you'll receive 10% off any order of $200 or more. That's purple.com slash games10 promo code games10 for 10% off any order of $200 or more terms apply. The next sponsor is ExpressVPN. You know what's not fair? The fact that Netflix hides thousands of shows from you based on your location and then has the nerve to increase their prices on you. That's right. Starting at the end of this month, they're raising the prices once again. Now you could just cancel your subscription in protest or... You could be smart about it and make sure you're getting your, money, your full money's worth by using ExpressVPN. 
See, you might not know uh, what's on Netflix in your country is completely different from what's on someone in the UK or Japan has on theirs. Uh, using ExpressVPN, I can control which country I want Netflix to think I'm in. ExpressVPN has over 90 countries to choose from, so every time you run out of stuff to watch, you can switch to another country to unlock new shows. Right now, uh, you could be watching uh, a whole bunch of different animes, uh, but maybe it's not on US Netflix. But with one tap of the button, ExpressVPN lets you change your location to whatever country you want so you can watch whatever you want. And here's the best part. It's not just for Netflix. You can use ExpressVPN to unlock shows on other streaming services too. Use it for the BBC iPlayer. Uh, it's free and totally available in the UK. ExpressVPN is also super fast and works with your phone, laptop, even smart TVs, so you can watch your shows on the big screen with zero buffering. Be smart. Stop paying full price for streaming services and only getting access to a fraction of the content. Get your money's worth at expressvpn.com slash games. Don't forget to use our link so you can get an extra three months for free. That's expressvpn.com slash games. Expressvpn.com slash games to learn more. And finally, it's Logitech. Logitech G Pro Cross Super Light Gaming Mouse is designed with the world's leading pros to engineer uh, the world's best competitive gaming mouse with hyper-minimal redesign. Pro X Super Light is our lightest and fastest pro mouse ever, weighing in at under just under 63 grams, almost 25% lighter than the standard pro wireless mouse. Logitech G Exclusive Hero 25K sensor provides unrivaled precision, speed, and consistency. Pro X Super Light delivers extreme accuracy and ultra-fine control for complete confidence, especially during the intense split-second moments of tournament play. Ladies and gentlemen, I know a birthday boy named Andy Cortez is always clicking heads and ripping them to shreds over on twitch.tv slash Andy Cortez, and he's over there with the high-speed mouses clicking, and he's got powered by light speed. Pro X Super Light is the fastest and most reliable pro mouse yet and it's available in black and white for a limited time logitech g is offering our listeners express shipping at logitechg.com use the promo code kind of funny daily free ship 215 for express shipping today that's an express shipping that's a long promo code i apologize (laughs) (laughs) right am i wrong let's have some fun here that's express shipping for all logitech g products with the promo code kind of funny daily free ship 215 hurry now since after this promotion the promo code expires in three three days and i'll tell you gary what's right around the corner tax season you need this pro x super light to be you got to run your turbo tax? Like, did I buy a house? No. Did I buy a car? Maybe. Did I do this? Yeah. Let did me tell I you something, toss a kid? I yeah. wouldn't do my taxes without the Logitech mouse. How light Widder is that? Approved. I heard it's under 63 Widder, grams. Widder approved. Well, with the easy to remember <laughs> promo code, kind of funny, daily ship. <laughs> kind of funny, daily free ship, 215. <laughs> There do you, know, you do you know how many do you know how many fucking APMs you can get in TurboTax with a light speed mouse? I don't know it's what an APM joke, is, right? and I don't want to know. Let's get the taste of the PC out of our mouths, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> and talk about the new Xbox wireless headset. Kevin, can you play it real quick? I gave you a little uh, video over there. Uh, it's it's they have a new wireless headset. It's ninety nine bucks. It seems like a really good idea, uh, really good uh, headset. No dongle connects right to your thing gary uh you know it's got all this i, I put in all the information here best in class audio uh blah, blah, blah. so industry leading spatial sound technologies including windows sonic dolby atmos and dts headphone uh it's precise obviously so you can hear people walking around you uh it's oh here you go it provides clear and intelligent chat audio quality the new headset has dual beam foam beam forming microphone elements that focus on speech audio versus surrounding sound additionally voice isolation tuning helps the mic pick up your voice rather than the back background noise 
When you aren't talking, the auto mute feature automatically mutes your microphone. This can be toggled on or off, so you can keep your comms channel clear. There is a mute button. Uh, 15 hours of battery life. And then what I thought was really, really cool, again, no dongle, which I use an, I use a, I use an Astro headset yeah, that has nice. a dongle on my yeah. uh, Xbox. Uh, but beyond that, even beyond, uh, you can go in there and you can pair it to your phone at the same time. So you could be Whoa. listening to the game you're playing and then also taking a phone call, which it was, I thought I thought was pretty That's fucking really cool. Hey, let me tell you something. Xbox has always made uh, good headsets. I'm, uh, yeah. I'm going to get this one. I'm looking forward to it. Gary, I'm looking forward to it as well, but it's still so far away. Actually, I think it's out right now, right? hundred bucks. Uh, you can pre-order right now. It's not out. You can out. pre-order. Uh, it's out. Yeah, pre-order. pre-order. Uh, so I want to get the headset, but it's still so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grop shops, where would I go, Gary Witta? The official list of upcoming software on each and every platform as listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every weekday. I don't know why I I misremembered it in the middle of that there. It's Friday. Don't worry about it. You're fine. Uh, Real quick, too. I I should wait, I guess. Fuck, really? Uh, yeah, you can pre-order the headset now, and then it starts shipping on March 16th. I tell you, it looks so, yeah. better than that fucking Pulse Sony headset they put out that looks really shitty. Everyone that I know that's got one of those said it's shitty. Oh, I love it. Says mine. it's shitty or looks shitty? It is shitty. No, I, I, I really, I, yeah, I, like the I use mine all the time. It's comfortable. audio thing oh, is really? like game-changing. Yeah. yeah, I was playing the other day with Joey. She was, I had died in Fortnite, and she was walking around, and I could hear where people were in her game before she could react to it you know i would be like oh shit you're left behind you it was cool <laughs> no i like my headset yeah I, I kevin how do i sound were you using it last night uh yeah i, I always use it then don't even worry about it because yeah when i done my first test with it when we were doing review stuff i played uh, i forget with who and they were like you don't I, sound I, great i, I don't know maybe I, maybe i'm going to the wrong wrong outlets but i was looking into getting one and i watched a bunch well, of youtube reviews from people that review headphones and by the time i was well, done it's see but that's my thing stop 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 you're talking about serious people this is me and kevin no no not like not like audio files like gaming people that have like that game on headsets that were like let's compare this to the astros or you know the razors and the other headsets that are out there and they all said that it wasn't that good so i decided not to bother with it I wouldn't have changed from the A50s that I really liked, but like they they were just as comfortable and the audio is really good. And I felt like the spatial audio stuff was a game changer. Like it changed my gaming experience. For me, it was just the fact that I I I'd been using Astro A40s forever that were the wired ones that I plugged into the controller. So like this shipped and I was like, oh wireless, great. And then I got the The Astro. These are the A50s that I'm using right now. Yeah, I have A50s now, but I have them just I have those on my Xbox and then I have these on my PlayStation. And I just I'm not, but I'm not an audiophile by any stretch of measure. The any any time you say like no dongles, no you know cable, that's that's good. That's what you want. Yeah, I was gonna say the Uh, the one thing is the dongle taking up one of the. USB slots is annoying. That's all. On the PlayStation? Mm-hmm. That too. Yes. Did you just oh, the, the Pulse, the pulse has a dongle? Yeah, it's still a dongle. Oh, uh, point Microsoft. It's true, Gary. You nailed it. And uh, these look big and comfy. Like, I, I'd like to try these out. Yeah, they do. Anyways. I've got the, th- I've got, I think I've got like the 360 ones here or, the, or whatever they put out last generation. They're good. Really comfortable. Out today. 
Predator Hunting Grounds has an update. You get a Valkyrie Predator skin if you want to pay for it. Then they also have custom games for free. I'm sure you'll be seeing us play that at some point. If you, if you can go in and set all sorts of stuff. You can make the floor lava. You can do a whole bunch of different stuff. That's fun. Uh, Hellish Court is on PC. Bravery Network Online is on PC and Mac. Drive is on Switch. Fallen Legion Revenants is on PS4 and Switch. Uh, Azure Lane is cro- I'm sorry, Azure Lane Crosswave is on Switch. Speed Limit is on PlayStation 4. Brutal Rage is on Switch. Gem Wizards Tactics is out now on Steam. Uh, t- Red Dead Online has a new edition. A new source of employment, new missions for players to embark upon delivered via telegram to local post offices or your camp lockbox. Uh, the first three of these telegram missions are designed for solo players only. Then GameSpot reports, Pokemon Unite will arrive on the Nintendo Switch and mobile devices later this year, and if you happen to live in Canada, you'll be one of the first people to try it out. The beta test for Pokemon Unite will open in March on Android devices in Canada, although the exact start and end times have not yet been revealed. If you're interested, you can sign up now for a beta through the Google Play Store. New dates for you. You got Room to Grow, PC and Mac, the 25th of February. Kevin, I put a trailer in there for you because this is your shit. This yeah, is a Kevin. Really this is, I, I look at this GoPro. This. This reminds you of Snake gotta, Pass, right, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a it's a very very interesting game with a mechanic that I've never even seen before anywhere. This is wild. Uh, Jupiter Grad is uh, landing on PlayStation VR February 25th. Blaze Ball Season 12 starts on March 1st. Amazon's MMO has been delayed. Uh, with that in mind, then there was a quote from the the blog post about it. With that in mind, we will release New World on August 31st, 2021. And then, as I said earlier, uh, for Avengers, Hawkeye, and the PS5 slash Series X slash S uh, versions come out March 18th. Deals of the day for you. I have Xbox Game Pass updates. Uh, February 18th, we'll see Code Vein on PC. Pillars of Eternity, Deadfire, Ultimate Edition on Cloud and Console. Uh, then February 23rd, we'll see Killer Queen Black on Cloud and Console. Then February 25th, we'll see Dirt 5, Cloud, Console, and PC. Elite Dangerous Console, Super Hot Mind Control Delete on PC. Gary, we asked people watching to go to Twitch. No, that's not right. Patreon.com slash games. Uh, we want them to be part of the show and give us their squad up requests. Of course, you can ask us questions or ask for help in video games. Today, Clint needs help on PlayStation. Clint's Name is Clint underscore underscore G. That is Clint two underscores the letter G. Clint says, I'm normally not a big trophy guy, but I decided to go for the platinum in PGA 2K21. I only have a few trophies left to wrap up, one of which is invite only finish a round of a private in a private match. I have no friends that play this game, so it'd be awesome if a best friend could help me out. If you play PGA 2K21 on PlayStation, hit up Clint so he can get that trophy. That's Clint underscore underscore G. Gary, we ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash games to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash games, roosterteeth.com, podcast services around the globe. We might have screwed a few things up this week. I don't know why. I just get that feeling. No, it's me. a lot of editorializing as always. Always, right? Yeah, yeah. No, that's all just editorial and little facts we didn't need. We nailed it, Gary. We're perfect. That's yeah. a perfect Even game. Even when right I think there. I got something wrong, I'm always right. Amazing. You're never wrong, Gary. You know how it is. You know how it is. Uh, let's run through the rest of the hosts for this week before we get you out of here. Wednesday is going to be uh, Blessing and Andy Cortez. Thursday is going to be me and Tim Geddes. Friday is going to be me and the kind of funny spotlight on Julia Hardy. Uh, of course, the show isn't over. You can go to patreon.com slash games where we're about to do the post-show exclusive for our Patreons. If you stick around here, uh, Andy Cortez and Nick Scarpino are about to get into some stuff on twitch.tv slash games. If you miss it live, you can go to our YouTube channel, our newest one, youtube.com slash plays. Like, follow, subscribe over there, please. 
And until next time, no. It's been our pleasure to serve you.